Hello world, welcome to our daily show here where we talk about all sorts of different things from tips and tricks to TikTok to um, all sorts of different challenges. I'm Amy Boyd, I'm Dean, joined by Dean. Dean, hey, how are you? Hi Amy, I'm doing well, thanks, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's Wednesday the 17th. Um, we, me and Dean are here every Wednesday, here from the UK. Um, Today is a little bit brighter. It's unfortunate I've had to put my blind down for a live stream. It's nice to have the sun out here in the UK. Um, but let's get straight to it. We've got a jam-packed agenda for you. Um, first things first, we are going to have Jeremiah. If you watched our show yesterday, you know he set us an amazing challenge. And so he's going to share some of the outcomes of that challenge. Uh, we then have Jay Gordon, who's going to come and share with us some tips and tricks on his Azure Fun Bite show uh, that you can tune into tomorrow. Then we've got the amazing Kayla, who's brought a special guest with her on our WinDev Box se uh, segment. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the show with a really cool segment called Humans of Microsoft, where we get to chat with people from all over the company uh, and wider and hear a little bit about what they have been up to and what they do outside of their jobs. Um, but first things first, in our few minutes, Dean, uh, we've got a few little announcements or a few little um, bits of info to share, right? few bits of info today isn't just a normal day though it's the 17th of march as you said amy which as i guess most people will probably know is st patrick's day um uh, i don't know about you but a day that i uh i don't everybody seems to celebrate st patrick's day right it doesn't matter whether you're irish or not everybody seems to enjoy st patrick's day so um unfortunately what we can't do uh this year uh due to the pandemic is sit in a pub and drink a nice cold pint of guinness which is what i'd probably be doing today if i wasn't here um, but what you can do is you can go over to ak.ms slash shamrocks dash background and on your Windows machine, you can bring rainbows and shamrocks to your desktop um, and the sunrise will come over the green hills. There's six different Windows themes that you can add to just bring yourself a little bit of luck on St. Paddy's Day today. So um, go and check that out, everybody, if you want to check that out. I was going to say, if anything, we've timed this very nicely. Our background on a Wednesday is this lovely teal colour that we have going on. So this feels uh, right. But um, yeah, all, all good. Thank you for sharing that. That's a really, really good um, little tip that people can follow. Um, I wanted to very quickly say it's also Microsoft Include today. Um, it actually started, I think, about an hour and a half ago, was it two hours ago? Um, but it's actually not too late to get involved. So go to aka.ms uh, slash msinclude. Um, Microsoft Include is a free global digital event, uh, and it's specifically designed to focus on diversity and inclusion. They've got loads of amazing experts that are going to come and talk about how we can um, change like systemically change and make a difference both to groups as well as individuals. And so I highly recommend go and check it out if you have a few minutes, uh, see if there's something there for you. Uh, and also uh, keep in touch as I'm assuming there will be some playbacks as well. Um, but today is obviously open to everyone. So March 17th, open to everyone for Microsoft Include. Um, yeah. Dean, anything else we wanna share? Uh, nice, yeah, so there's one more bit of news that I saw this week. I think this came out yesterday, so hot off the press is that um, Microsoft acquired a company. It feels like um, last week we spoke about the acquisition of ZeniMax Media and this week we're talking about, so um, I think we might have to 
get a new job in mergers and acquisitions or something, Amy. Um, <laughs> that might be our new career. But the um, Microsoft has acquired a company called the Marsden Group, who are an interesting company who do a lot of innovation and rapid prototyping in like the industrial space. So um, really excited to see how that, they're already a Microsoft partner. So really excited to see how that partnership kind of evolves um, so we can experiment more around deep industry solutions in cloud, edge, and AI. So some look forward to some interesting stuff coming out of that acquisition. I think that would be cool. That is a good one. And if you want to find out about any of these different headlines and announcements that we've shared, you know where to go. It's ak.ms slash show notes. Um, and you can find all the details uh, of everything that we've shared. Also, uh, just a reminder, if you're watching today and you want to catch us daily, but sometimes you're like, oh, gosh, the time's gone already, um, go to aka.ms slash hello world slash reminder. And if you're like me, you can actually go ahead and uh, get a calendar invite in your calendar. And if it's not on my calendar, I don't do it. So that's, uh, that's a good one for me. Love it. So, Amy, yesterday uh, we set the audience a challenge to go and complete. Uh, Let's check in with Jeremiah and see how everybody got on. Hey, Jeremiah. Welcome. Hey. How are you doing? I'm great. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Cool t-shirt. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. But we're not here to talk about your t-shirt. We're here to talk about the audience. So um, let's recap. What was the question yesterday? So the, the challenge that we introduced yesterday was all around uh, Microsoft SQL Server. And the question that we asked was, tell me you're a recovering database administrator without telling me you're a recovering database administrator. And of all of the challenges we've done so far, I feel like the response that we got to this one was maybe, maybe the best that we've seen yet. So if we want to take a look at the first one, uh, the first one comes from Jim Millard, and his response was, SSMS is my text editor. And for those of you who don't know, SSMS is the SQL Server Management Studio. It's the place where you can manage SQL databases and write queries and save queries. So uh, you're, you've definitely done some database administration if that's what you're using as your, as your primary text editor. Um, so yes. thanks, thanks to Jim for the response. That, that was definitely a good one. That is a good one. Very nice. Oh, so there's more. Was this one the most oh, yes. popular one? This is great. Uh, it was definitely, we got the most responses here. The second one is from a guy named Dennis McDowell, who I used to work with, and he and his team actually did uh, SQL database management for companies. And the number of stories he had that I couldn't share was uh, was pretty amazing. But the two, the two uh, quotes that he gave me were, if a few indexes are good, a lot must be better. Um, and then the second one was app code deployments and rollbacks are automated. So we'll send you the scripts to manually execute, execute those five minutes before the update. Um, both of those are true stories. I was actually in the room as customers were, uh, were telling us these things. And uh, as you can imagine, that gets interesting. Oh, indeed. Oh, my goodness. No, the, yeah, the indexes one is quite yes. funny. I do like so, that one. That one tickles me a little bit. The, nice uh, one. the third one, the last one was the clear winner. Um, and the entire <laughs> response is literally just the command line, ESEutil forward slash P. And the extensible storage engine utilities were a tool, a command line tool that was used by exchange administrators to 
Um, it was basically the parachute of last resort if you had a problem with one of the EDB databases that was running Exchange. This was the, <laughs> we're not going to be able to fix anything. You are going to lose data. This needs to be the absolute last ditch effort that you try. And uh, I took a screenshot. And if we jump to the next slide, this is the most terrifying screenshot I think that most exchange administrators have ever seen, where you run this command line, you point it at one of those exchange databases, and it comes right up and says, are you really, really sure that this is what you want to do? And uh, I've only had to do that once in my career, and it was a you know, power outage, destroyed an exchange database, you know, uh, we had a backup of it, but they wanted everything to come back to the point where the power outage went down. Uh, we ran the database utility on there. It was an absolute disaster. Uh, we ended up having to restore everything from tape anyway. Uh, but that's one of those, uh, the, you know, the question being, tell me you're a recovering database administrator. Just showing me the one command line, Peter definitely showed me that, uh, that, that he's, got some, he's got some stories, he's got some scars there. Uh, in the background to live with. Oh gosh, no, that's a great one. Also love how you phrased it. That's perfect. Um, it's probably why it was so popular, right? Uh, yeah. TikTok's taken over our lives. It, um, it has. How do people learn more, Jeremiah? So we've got a short link here down at the bottom. It's aka.ms slash hello world challenge. And nice. uh, we specifically focused on um, on SQL Server. So with all of the different versions of SQL Server that are currently running inside Azure, I wanted to give everybody a little bit of an overview of what they are, as well as a tool to be able to decide which of them might be right for the implementation that you're using. But as always, thank you to everybody who participated. Uh, the tweet response was fantastic. Um, this was by far, like I said, by far the best response that we, uh, that we got back. Uh, for one of these. And uh, I really appreciate everybody participating. So we'll be back next Tuesday with our new challenge. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody then. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Jeremiah, as always, for joining us. That's absolutely perfect. And a big thank you to our audience for getting involved. These sessions are so much more exciting when you send um, all of your great insights. Hey, Dean. So I think it's up to you now, and I think we're handing over. You're going to demystify service principles, right, with Jay? We're, we're going to, me and Jay are going to try our best, I think, to demystify service principles uh, for you. So um, hopefully there's no recovering service principle uh, administrators out there. <laughs> How are you hey, doing, Jay? You know, I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm very, very uh, excited this week to try out a little bit something else. Uh, as always, you know, Azure Fun Bytes, it's our opportunity to get together every Thursday at 11 on the West, 2 p.m. on the East, uh, here on Learn TV. And we talk about the different services, the products, all the things that make up Azure. And the thing that I, I, I really wanted to talk about, uh, Dean, this week was the idea that, you know, something has to be the glue when it comes to security and the uh, the processes that come together to actually make sure that we're doing deployments in a secure method. And so um, I was able to do what I always do. I reached deep into the Microsoft uh, bench of talent, being the, the, the baseball fan that I am. I think about it as a bench. And um, I brought in, hey, our person that had one of the best questions for this week, 
uh, none other than Peter DeTender. We're going to spend some time uh, looking into Azure Identity Services and how exactly they come together to create those secure environments so we can do our deploys and, and make sure that they are, uh, like I said, secure. And so, Dean, I know you are uh, super, super into security. And I, I wanted to kind of ask you, um, what do you, do you like service principles or you, is that your thing? Oh, hi, Amy. Dean how are you? Is, I'm good. I'm good. Dean has <laughs> taken a small technical break there. Um, oh, okay. Service principles, interestingly, Jay, I am not a security expert like Dean. Sure, uh, sure. Service principles is something that's big on the Azure Fundamentals exam, right? I, like, I learned a yeah. lot from that. Absolutely. And and so one of the things that we'll be talking about specifically their service principles is, is how that it's an identity create, uh, created for the use with hosted applications and services. So automated tools can access um, Azure resources, which is really important because we don't want to have to send over uh, usernames and passwords over the clear text. It's just not necessarily a secure way of managing. So uh, service principles exist at the tenant level in Azure, and they're used to grant access to resources uh, that are in that tenant. So as you can see on tenant A, uh, we have an application that's utilizing a service principle. But if we have another tenant uh, within Azure AD, we're going to need to have our own service principle. Um, and, and I wanted to kind of talk about how this is implemented in a real world scenario. While this is pretty interesting here, let, let's take a quick look at what happens when I want to create a service principle. And so it's a command line. As you can see, I've got my service principle uh, just created. It gives me a username and a password. Um, it create, I just then again added to my AKS create method, um, the username, the password that's been created for that service principle. Let's take a look at it quick again. Um, it goes ahead, it creates that app ID, the display name, and then what we can do is take the app ID and the client secret. Uh, don't worry, you won't be able to use that even if you're watching right now. It's not uh, a, a, an active uh, uh, service principle. But anyhow, uh, it's it really helps me uh, keep so that I can connect, say, my Azure Container Registry uh, to my uh, my. Uh, my AKS cluster so that when I want to actually pull an image, I don't have to do something like say, here's the uh, registry's username and password. Um, it's not necessary. We're creating a trust. And so uh, I just want to remind everybody, if you'd like to take part, if you'd like to ask questions, if you want to just hear Peter and I riff, well, <laughs> you can do that. Uh, come on over and join us. It's Thursday, 11 a.m. on the West, 2 p.m. on the East, close to my heart, uh, where you can watch Azure Fun Bites. Uh, you can catch it all on Learn TV right here. And, and not only that, but if you want to find out uh, about the old episodes or you want to read even more, uh, we've got uh, everything up on the Azure DevOps blog. You can go to aka.ms slash Azure DevOps blog and check out the old uh, episodes and what's coming up next. So I know, Amy, you, you've got uh, another episode of WinDevBox or a little segment of WinDevBox. I'm always curious to hear what's going on and new in Windows development. 
Ah, nice. Well, thank you, Jay. Hey. hey, Kayla. Hey, how's things? Thank you for joining us again. Yeah, absolutely. So today I am here with a very special guest, one of my very good friends. This is Clint Rudkiss, and he is the Hi, program manager for Power Toys. We're going to talk about Hi. Power Toys all day today. So Clint, how's it going? It's going great. I mean, let's go, let's kick it off. Awesome. So let's talk about what Power Toys is for people who may not be familiar. So Power is a suite of applications, and we internally is calling it like the events, where you get a bunch of different tools, and when, when they're combined super powerful, you turn them on and off to your needs. So one of our favorite fancy zones, which allows you to customize snap grid area to whatever you want. So let's actually just go straight into the demo here. Awesome. So here you can see I have a bunch of windows. I have the New York Times, and you can see I have a 50 split here, which is very similar to Windows. And here I'm putting the left spike, holding and clicking the shift. Switch my uh, grid and custom up to a priority grid. I'm going to go add in a couple more zones. Here you can see me click save. I'm just going to close it out. So that quick, I just switched my entire layout. We're adding in additional customizations shortly where you can hot swap your zones via keystroke. And you can even group together um, your, your zone. So here with, um, I think it was terminal, um, you can grab it where it can jump zones also. So it's not just stuck to mm -hmm. one zone alone. Uh, I'm going to quickly just heavily customize a, uh, uh, the, the layout as well. So just with a quick little good, you save it, and you're good to go. I think really I'll, I'll go and, and merge everything together here to, to jump zones. Um, so right there, I held down shift and control, dragged it, and it snapped to multiple zones. So, yeah, um, this is awesome. Fancy Zones is just super, super powerful, super quick. Um, and now we're repeating. Uh, there's also things like um, we have uh, a markdown viewer, SVG viewer, uh, we added in the ability to do to preview SVG as thumbnails in your uh, uh, computer. We even have a keyboard remapper. So if you are like me, that really wants uh, Control F in Outlook to actually be a find command, you can remap that from F4. So yeah, the the keyboard remapper actually helped me a bunch because I got a new keyboard and I wanted to use like volume up, volume down keys, but this keyboard doesn't have it, even though my laptop did. So I was able to use the keyboard remapper to remap some of my other keys to use those instead. So that's been super yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the great ones actually we found out was uh, a user wanted kept on hitting F1. His son kept on doing it. Uh, and they actually disabled the F1 key. And I was like, that's genius. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Also, yeah. uh, Power Toys Run is another nice one where you can have the spotlight search where you can search for anything in your computer yeah. and run it. We just added in a plugin manager so you can turn on and off features in that as well. So you can customize it to whatever you kind of want. Best of all, we're open source also. So we accept community uh, uh, PRs and if there's an issue or a new f uh, feature, please come over to our uh, uh, GitHub. We're very friendly. We love everyone. 
That's awesome. So if you want to learn more about PowerToys, you can go to aka.ms slash PowerToys. If you want to install PowerToys, it's aka.ms slash install PowerToys, which will take you to the GitHub releases page with all of the release builds and everything like that. And then, of course, if you need have any questions or want to request more power toys, anything like that, Clint is on Twitter and he's very responsive on Twitter. So feel yeah. free to reach out to him. He's at Clint Ruckus and you can find him there and tweet him anything power toys related or anything else. <laughs> I'm sure he'll reply. Yeah. I'm very chatty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of it for today's Wind Box segment. I'll hand it over back to Amy and Awesome. Thank you so much, Kayla and Clint. I don't know about you, Amy, but I think that this team should name all Azure services going forward. We've got like power toys, fancy zones. Uh, I, I work with products called like functions. Like that's like, that's <laughs> exciting. I mean, it's exciting, but it's not the uh, most creative name. So Clint can name all products going forward. I think um, we're going to have some pretty wacky and wild product names. <laughs> plus one on that um amazing well we are coming to our final section and um, we have a special guest actually joining us for the next segment and uh laurent who is our uh host on tuesday's show it was actually able to interview sean wildermuth who is an independent trainer and he was talking um about a documentary he's just recorded called hello world it actually has nothing to do with the show but i'll let laurent tell you more Welcome everyone. Today we are joined by a very special guest. It's Sean Wildermuth. Hello, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm uh, sequestered here in Atlanta, as I assume you are at home as well. I am sequestered, not in Atlanta, but uh, yeah, I know the feeling. And, and, and Sean, you're a, a developer, a web developer, an amazing programmer, book author. Uh, you are also a trainer. And uh, more recently, you became a, a movie maker, a documentary maker. And this is what we would like to talk about today, if that's OK with you. I would love to talk about that. That's fantastic. So your first movie, first documentary was titled Hello World. And it so happens that our show is titled Hello World. There is no relation. But really, Hello World is a, a very common concept in programming. So what made you choose this title? Well, I started with the, with a podcast called The Hello World Podcast. Indeed, uh, and you were on it. You were actually in the film as well. Um, and to me, it was just this uh, phrase that meant how we got started. And mm -hmm. so, when I started the film, I really wanted to make a film that was sort of a love letter to this career that I love. And so, mm -hmm. it was natural. I kind of assumed that it might change name at some point, but uh, it sort of stuck, and everyone seemed to have liked it. So we we stayed with it. It's a good name. I think I remember the podcast was uh, is still very relevant because it's timeless, right? It's people starting about how they got started. And yeah, uh, yeah this is really cool. Um, what or, or rather, why did you want to make a documentary? I've always been in love with documentaries. And I thought that uh, it was a, a, a way that I could tell the story um, uh, of how I got into the computers and how I, you know, sort of got lucky that you know, I wasn't raised in a very affluent house and I got into this career sort of by accident. And I wanted to tell that story of, of just how much of my life has been great because of this, this wonderful career. And mm -hmm. so um, I thought documentary was the natural way to do that. And it was something I was uncomfortable with, which is always something that I wanna try. I wanna, if I'm not comfortable with something, I wanna give it a go. 
Oh, that's interesting. And, and I'm sure you had a lot of learning on the way as well. Huge, huge yeah. learning. That's really cool. And um, so when, when you started, like you said, right, the movie was a little bit like the podcast. It was a little bit about how programmers get started in programming. But then uh, at some point, I remember that you, you kind of changed course a little bit and decided to make a movie about diversity or rather about the lack of diversity in tech. Why did you decide to take this turn and was it hard? The, the movie sort of changed midstream because I noticed that everyone I had interviewed were sort of white guys in their 40s and 50s, right? It was this, mm. everyone looked exactly the same. And I started to think about my own career and, and I realized I'd never worked with an American woman before. And mm. uh, as I talk about in the movie, it wasn't that I hadn't worked with them that bothered me, is that I'd never noticed. It never occurred to me that where were all the women or the people of color. And so I started diving into the 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 history of it, that the first eight women were all developers, and why didn't I know that as someone who loves this career? And so the movie was really sort of changed by this idea of my discovering my role in sort of the lack of diversity and mm -hmm. where I had sort of shortcomings around it. Um, mm -hmm. And so I decided to make that that change because it was a story that that I thought needed to be told. Yeah, because it's so important. And 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 how do you think actually that diversity is important in uh, in tech and especially in software development? Well, it, it's interesting because I think that there is a a a social good in having diverse uh, diversity in general. But in mm -hmm. software, I think there's an additional benefit in that the more diverse teams you have, the more likely you are to uh, create better software, having people with mm -hmm. different mindsets. And I'm not just talking about women and African-Americans and Latino and L Latina. I'm talking about people from different backgrounds, some people that mm -hmm. grew up affluent versus poor, some people that have the background in, uh, in public service versus the corporate world. There's all different sorts of diversity. And I don't want to just talk about diversity as filling quotas. I think diversity helps us make better software, period, because mm -hmm. we have different perspectives. Well, this was really fascinating. Great talking to you, Sean. People can catch your movie and we'll put the link uh, in the show notes at ak.ms slash hello world. Thank you so much for being with us today. And to all the viewers, thank you so much for watching. So, yeah, big thanks to Laurent and Sean there. Really, really great story. Um, but, Dean, it's time to wrap. I know. Where did the last 25 or so minutes go? Gone in a flash. <laughs> Throw <in> my life. <laughs> exactly. So, um, before we wrap, let's bring back our guests onto the show. And um, we'll quickly just go around the room and see what the... Uh, so, I can just remind you where you can go and follow up and learn more about what they spoke about today. So, we'll start with... Uh, we'll start with you, Jeremiah. Where can people find out about next week's challenge? Um, you can find out about it in the show notes. We can do that at the aka.ms slash hello world, or you can find out more information about the challenge we had this week at aka.ms slash hello world challenge. Awesome. Love it. And Clint and Kayla, the, uh, the fancy zones, power toys, cool name stuff. Uh, where do people go and find out more about that? Well, you can go to aka.ms slash power toys or on GitHub. Uh, and if you want to install it, just go to aka.ms slash install power toys. If you have Winget, it's just 
it, Winget installed Power Toys were super clever with their naming. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> awesome stuff. And and Jay, uh, Azure Fun Bites, next episode, where do people tune in? Sure. When you're done blasting uh, Jump Around by House of Pain today, make sure you remind yourself, uh, follow me on Twitter at Azure Fun Bites. You can always find out how to uh, learn about the next episode. And uh, also you can check out the old episodes. You can go to aka.ms slash Azure DevOps blog. Lots and lots of great information on that blog. I love it. Please go check it out. Jump around, jump around, jump up and get down. <laughs> that is an awesome blog. Maybe I feel like we should bring you next week with that, get uh, a, a, a version, your own version of that song, Jay. It'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, I try to, I'm not much of a rapper, but I do try to keep it topical. You know what I mean? And it's, exactly. it's a great New York City video. And, uh, you know, we didn't have our um, St. Patrick's Day parade today, but, you know, we can still kind of uh, relive past ones in that video. Awesome. Absolutely. I love it. Um, so, but Amy, um, so where do people find out about the, all this stuff? So if they forget everything we just said, where do they find it out? I was going to say, if there's one link you need to take away, it's ak.ms slash show notes. And that's where you can get all of the links that our amazing guests just shared. I want to say a big thank you. We'll do a lovely team wave in a minute. But first off, tomorrow, join us again. Frank and Nitya, our wonderful hosts, will be uh, sharing more content with you at exactly the same time tomorrow. And stay tuned on Learn TV Next for career switcher stories. But that's all from us. So thanks so much. And we'll see you soon. See you later.